The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, a review of Carnival Sunrise this week, a five-night cruise out of Port Miami over to Bimini in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. I am taking a little time off this week hiking in southern Utah, so there will be no cruise news with Richard. However, cruise news today still happening on the channel just opposite of this every Monday through Friday. The three things you need to know, it can also be found on YouTube. All right. Scott joins us on the line after returning from a five-night cruise on Carnival Sunrise. It went over to Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and Bimini, Bahamas. He joins us on the line. Hey, Scott. Hey, how are you? Good, my friend. Excited to talk to you about Carnival Sunrise. It's been a minute, actually, I think since, uh, well, pre-pandemic, I guess, since we had a review of this ship. What made you want to take this five-night cruise out of Port Miami? It really came down to price. Uh, we found a price that was really good. It, there were three of us, and we shared one cabin, and the price was under $1,200, including gratuities for the three of us. So it was really just such a good deal, and uh, we knew we wanted to go somewhere and figure why not. Yeah, there you go. A nice little fun five-day getaway. You make your way down to Port Miami. How was embarkation? I know you've done um, a couple of cruises up until this point. So how was embarkation this go-around? Yeah, really easy. We got there pretty early in the morning. I really wanted to make sure we could get on the ship earlier in the day. The last cruise I did, we couldn't board until like 2 p.m. And so I wanted to be able to, to get on earlier. And there was no one there when we got there. We walked pretty much right on. Got maybe 15 minutes from you know getting there to being on the ship. And give me the process for, okay, so you have to get a COVID test before you actually board the ship. So like, did you get that done a couple of days in advance? Then you get your results, you go to the pier. It's just as easy as showing the agent your negative result. Yeah. You show them the negative result. You show them your uh, vaccine card. You do that like before you go through security. Mm -hmm. Then once you go through security, you go up to like the actual check-in person. And then that agent is the one who does like all the normal like passport stuff. Um, And they just kind of look to make sure that your test and your vaccine were stamped properly. And then once you get that stamp, you just walk right on. Gotcha. And then you walked right on Carnival Sunrise. (laughs) What was your impression of the ship? Really nice ship. This is my second Carnival cruise. And the last one was the Elation a few years ago. And so I specifically chose, you know, this ship, uh, knowing that's a little bit more modern and has a little bit more current attributes to it. And I was really impressed uh, with the the ship itself, it looked a lot more modern than I would have expected. None of the like glitzy or neon look that Carnival I thought used to always have and what the Elation had. So it was really nice to to kind of come on. Everything felt really clean and modern. The ship was only at like sixty six percent capacity, and so especially that first couple of hours as people were still boarding, it was pretty empty and you know pretty nice. We we couldn't get into our rooms right away, um, which. On other lines, typically, like they say, you can't get in, but then you can kind of still walk right into your room. Here, they had like the doors to the like hallways actually shut, so you couldn't even get there if you wanted to. So we were stuck with our, our bags for about an hour and a half while we ate lunch, but uh, we were able to 
to get back to the room as soon as they opened and then kind of head right to the pool from there. Yeah, that main atrium on the uh, Sunrise Atrium is much different than the uh, those fantasy class atriums, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> very. Yeah. Big time. Um, it doesn't have, I think, the sunshine some of the other ships have um, like that big LED screen. It doesn't actually have one of those, too, so it's pretty open in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, you said you got one heck of a deal on this sailing for the three of y'all. So what kind of stateroom did you have for your five-nighter? We were in an ocean view um, on deck one, which actually worked really well. We were right by the elevator, which we were concerned about, like the noise and everything. But it was really quiet the whole time. And it was actually kind of nice to be right by the elevator because we were able to hop right up to the buffet in like you know a minute or so. And so we, we had an ocean view, though. Uh, the room was really big. That's always something I appreciate about Carnival. The rooms are much bigger than on other lines. I will say I was the person who slept on the couch. That was not as comfortable as I've experienced on other lines. Fine for five nights, but definitely not not as comfortable as when I did that on Norwegian a few years ago. Um, and what was interesting, they didn't actually turn the bed from like the couch bed into a couch during the day. It just stayed at the bed the whole time which I, I remember on other cruise lines, like they turn it back and forth during the day. So that was definitely interesting, but, but the room has plenty of space. You know, it was very clean. It had everything we needed in there. And it's nice to have a, a window rather than in the bedroom to, to be able to tell the time of day. How about the plugs? I know a lot of Carnival's older ships, they only have um, like one plug in the whole entire stateroom. Doesn't matter how many people are in the cabin, but did they at least install USB plugs during the 2019 makeover? Yeah, they had them by uh, the two twin beds that we had. They didn't have any by the couch that I was on. So like my phone had to be charged across the room on the, the counter, but the mm. my two friends who were on the beds, they had plugs right by them. Gotcha. Very cool. So let's talk about the dining on this five-night cruise. We'll start up at the top at the Lido deck and kind of work our way out from there. That's one of the best things about Carnival, I think. There's so many different options, especially for lunch. So we went to the, the buffet a couple of times for like breakfast and lunch. You know, they always had plenty of food, uh, plenty of options. I like how Carnival also has cakes as their desserts, like full layer cakes. So that was kind of cool. And we were there for like a couple of different like holidays. So it was nice to have different themed cakes every day. Also, they had uh, Cucina del Capitano, which is like the specialty restaurant for the evening for Italian food. But during the day, it was actually just a, a free pasta bar. So that was kind of nice. We had that one day. They have a barbecue place. No cornbread at the barbecue place, which I was a little sad about, but the food was really good there. And then like all the normal, you know, diet burgers, uh, blue iguana. So all that was really good. We didn't really have a lot of pizza. They did have a pizza place, but it took forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was always a line and they never had it like ready to go. It was literally everything was freshly made. So you'd need to wait at least a half hour to get pizza. So we never really did that, but, you know, plenty of different options up there, which was really nice. You know, that's what I'm wondering uh, if that's more like a crowd control thing. Uh, I don't really think it's a waste thing because people are going to eat the pizza and I don't care if it's been on the board for 15 minutes, I'm still going to eat it. But it is weird. It's like you go up there and this has happened like the past five or six carnival cruises since the restart. There's always a line up there and this one dude and he's making the, I feel bad for him because he's taking all these orders and it's like, yeah, he's like, come back in five or 10 or 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, we, the last one we had done a few months ago was Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. and it's night and day, because that was, you'd walk right up, and there was always like 10 pizzas ready to go, yeah. just like, here's a slice of whichever you want. So this was very different. A little bit healthier, probably, because we didn't find ourselves just eating pizza because it was there. Right. I guess that was a benefit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, with the, like, uh, Cucina del Capitano, did you eat there at night at all, or just during the daytime? No, we just ate there during the day. We didn't do any specialty dining. So we went to the main dining room for dinner every night. Gotcha. And how was the main dining room? And what time dining did you have? 
Yeah, we did some my time dining. So, you know, we went different time every day. But it, it was good. The food was always good. Love the chocolate melting cake that they have. That's a, a highlight. Had that every night. A lot of good variety, I thought. The servers were really nice as well. One day we told them that, you know, we wanted to get to the show in an hour. And he was, like, really funny about it and, and moved really quick with our food. So um, they were all really good. Uh, we did do the C-Day brunch one day as well. So that was kind of nice to have a, a little bit more of a sit-down meal for um, earlier in the day. They do have, though, the, the QR codes for the menus, which mm-hmm. at World Caribbean had this too. But I kind of like the, the actual printed out menus. So one night we asked for, for the printed menus and they had like a couple of those hidden away that they were able to give us instead. Oh, cool. So there's not an issue if you if like say, hey, I don't want to stare at my phone or whatever anymore today. You could hand me a regular menu. They'll do that for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Not that we really needed it much because sure. most of the days we looked ahead in the app what, what the menu was going to be. So we pretty much always knew at least some of what we were going to get when we got there. But there's something nice about having a menu in your hand. Well, let me ask you this then. What was your favorite meal in the main dining room? Ooh, that's a good question. We had a couple of like steak dishes that were good. They had a pasta with like seafood in it that was really good too. There was nothing bad that we had. Everything was really good. They don't have bread baskets anymore. The bread was really good, but they like, you have to ask for it. And then they like put it on your plate one piece at a time. So I thought that was a little weird, but everything was good. And yeah. And then the there's soft serve ice cream for dessert later on in the evening too, any anytime you want. Yeah. Well, you know, that dessert or the, um, you know, that bread is like the pizza that it could be a healthy thing too for you. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> How was the entertainment on this five night cruise? Yeah, it was good. We saw a couple of the shows. They had a couple of different options that we went to uh, in the main theater. All of them were pretty good, pretty standard carnival shows. Um, they had a lot of different musicians around that were really good in different venues. The piano bar is right next to the like Red Frog bar as well, or whatever that bar is called, and like literally right next to each other, but somehow it's soundproof, so they both had musicians going, and you could not hear from one to the other, so that was really nice. So there were a lot of different options. One of my friends watched the movie on the big screen out by the pool one of the nights, so lots of different things to do. If I'm not mistaken, the piano bar on those class of ships, it's almost like an enclosed in this glass, in, it's like encapsulated, yeah. right? Yeah, which is really... Really interesting, but but kind of nice. It makes it its own little environment in there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. How about the ship during sea days? You mentioned it was sixty six percent full. Were there any problems getting uh, like a deck chair or anything? No, not really. There was plenty of space. Some places were a little bit more crowded. We we stayed in the aft pool for the most part, which was more adult and not as crowded. So there was always a spot there. I mean, you're still in a on a cruise ship, so there's still plenty of people. But we never really had a problem finding spaces. We did spend a lot of time in Serenity as well, which is the adult-only area. The like beds that they have are really, really comfortable, so mm-hmm. it was really nice to be up there. It did get a bit windy, and there it was a little bit harder to find seats just because there was a little bit more secluded, but there was pretty much space anywhere. I will say, though, when you're on a sea day, if it gets too windy, they do shut down some of like, the, the activities like the ropes course, mm-hmm. and so that's just something to be aware of because we wanted to do that on our first sea day, and we had to come back and do that another time because it wasn't open due to wind when we first got there. How did you do up there on the ropes course? Pretty good. Uh, we actually did that and zip lining in the same day. So we did a, a lot of aerial stunts that day. Nice. Very cool. So let's talk about your ports of call on this five-night cruise. You hit Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and Bimini. How was Ocho? Yeah, really nice. Uh, we went and did an excursion. We did the Duns River Falls climb and then a zip line with it. Uh, it was like all combined into one tour. So that was pretty nice. I had been to Duns River many years ago and didn't really remember much of it. So it was nice to be able to do that. The zip line was pretty cool. We went like over the falls as well. And then we came back and had lunch right by the ship. Uh, that was included zip in and then kind of walked around for a few minutes before getting back on board. 
you did climb the falls? Yeah, we did. Yeah, how how is that? Is it I haven't done it in years. I mean, and it's in the wintertime, so but I guess it's kind of always summer in the Caribbean, so the water's not like freezing or yeah. anything. <laughs> no, the water temperature was really good. Um the one thing that I had read ahead of time and then I guess forgot about, um, you need water shoes to climb it. Mm-hmm. So we had to spend like ten dollars per pair because we each needed water shoes to be able to go on it. And you also need to like rent a locker. So you need to bring a lot of cash with you because all of those cost money and then you need to tip everyone, of course. So we went up in and I had to get all those, but it was really fun to do it. You're in like a chain, but you can also kind of get off of your chain and just kind of do what you want. So we had plenty of time where we were able to just kind of sit there and splash around for a little bit and go our own route if we didn't want to follow everyone else. Is it slippery? Like if you're not careful, can you bust your ass on there? I'm sure there are people who have issues with it, but uh-huh. it, it really didn't seem that bad. There okay. were a couple of people who, who slipped a little bit, but the guides are there all the time and everyone's there like with you. You're never really alone alone. So, you know, we caught some people sometimes. Uh, no, no one got hurt from, gotcha. from what it looked like. Gotcha. And then you went over to Bimini, which is the island just off like 55 miles off the coast of Florida. How was that? Absolutely beautiful. I've been to the Bahamas a handful of times on other cruises. This was my first time at Bimini and it was probably my favorite island in the Bahamas. We walked right off. There's a dock there. So you walk right off. There's like a a little tiny beach there that's not really very nice. But we took a a pretty cheap taxi. I think it was like $15 each way uh, to Radio Beach, which Mm -hmm. is maybe a 10-minute drive. And we got there pretty early. So it was like just us when we got there. And it was probably one of the nicest beaches I've ever been to. The the waves were perfect. The water was beautiful. The sand was perfect. There was sea glass. There were places to walk. There were restaurants and things there. And then we told our, our taxi driver, we asked him if he can come back at like a certain time. And so when, you know, one o'clock came and he was right there waiting for us and was able to get us right back to the ship for lunch. So it was really, really nice. So then if I'm not mistaken, like Radio Beach, when you're getting off the ship and you get to the end of the pier, if you go left, you're going towards Resort World and then but you went to the right, correct? Yeah. And it's, I think we could have walked it, but it would have been like an hour long walk to Radio Beach mm-hmm. if we do the taxi. There's a tram on the island that I had read is completely free and you can go to like another beach beyond Resorts World for free as well. One of the guides told us that that's not true. So we figured let's just go to Radio Beach rather than risk it. But I heard that the Resorts World area is very nice. That does cost a lot of money, though. And we had really like an absolutely perfect beach for, I mean, it was like 30 bucks round trip for the the taxi. So it was, I think it was a much better deal. Yeah. And I can tell you just from being there three times, Bimini, that is, that the tram only takes you to like resort beaches on Resort World property, even like the public beaches. So if it's not like where you went right at the end of the pier, the tram wouldn't go that way. The tram only goes to the left where all the like the resort world stuff is, where the Hilton is, the casino, the public beach, the uh, resorts world beach club and all that stuff. So you went the right way because everyone else goes towards resorts world. Yeah, it, it was really the perfect beach. I'd recommend it to mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Did you eat any like authentic Bahamian or Bimini uh, cuisine there? No, it was our last day uh, on the ship. And so we wanted to get back on, on board and have like one more burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had like a chocolate cake celebration. So yeah. They had like fondue and like a bunch of chocolate things in the buffet. So we wanted to do that for lunch instead. Ah, nice. Very cool. Well, speaking of being back on the ship, how was the casino as far as like the smoke in and around it? Not terrible. Although I will say it's, it was a bit worse than most of the other ships that I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't terrible. There were places to walk around, and, you know, not smell it too much. They had one smoking section on like the top deck that if you walked to that, it was like a very strong smell, but pretty much everywhere else on the ship was, was pretty decent. And, and actually the, the 
casinos and carnival, I think, are really nice. I'm not a big table player because it's always too much of a buy-in, but the buy-in was only like $5 per hand. So I actually got to play some tables too, which was nice. Nice. Very cool. So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was your debark process? Really easy. We couldn't do room service on the last day. You're not allowed to do that. So we had to go to the buffet, but it was, it was pretty easy. We were able to get off the ship without a problem, out of running lines or anything, and, and then just right to the airport from there. I know you're only at 60% or 66% capacity, but did you notice any choke points on the ship where things kind of got a little crowded? I know for me on that ship, it was right there. If you're at the Blue Iguana Cantina getting a burrito and trying to get into the Lido deck, that whole that walkway kind of seemed tight at times. Did you notice any areas or was it just because it was so low capacity that wasn't an issue? Yeah, it wasn't too much of an issue. I know the area that you're speaking about, and that was definitely more crowded than others sometimes, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. And there was really no, no place on board that felt overcrowded ever but it was actually like the perfect amount of crowding like the pools weren't empty like you didn't feel like you were alone Uh, and the theater shows like there were plenty of people at you never were alone um, but it never felt overly crowded i think the most crowded ever felt we went to one of the comedy shows one of the days and that was packed like that that we had to like stand in the back there was no room for that yeah gotcha any first time tips to offer someone who's either sailing carnival sunrise or going to bimini for the first time Bimini, definitely go to Radio Beach. That was, again, I think the, the best beach I've ever been to. So highly recommend that. For cruising in general, uh, the week we went was like right after the high school winter break that's in the Northeast and right before the college spring break started. It's like that one week in between, which was, at least for us was actually like perfect um, because it was a little bit lower capacity and it wasn't like rowdy or anything like that. So it was really, really perfect for that. And then some of the carnival ships, the Sunrise included, they have really cool, quote unquote, secret decks in the front of the ship that on a couple of the decks, if you go all the way forward on the, like through the cabin areas, you can get to like an outdoor space and look forward. Those are really, really cool. I'm a big fan of those because it's pretty private. No one's really out there. Um, At night, if you go, you can just look up and see the stars. It's really dark. You can see into the bridge a little bit too. And one of the officers waved to me at one point. So I really like those. I would recommend that to anyone, even just for a few minutes to get some good views out there. Man, you're giving my secret away. Every cruise, I put my GoPro, <laughs> I have met one of those magnets on my GoPro and put it there and do a t- I do a time warp into every port because no one's ever up there. Yeah. So no one has to, I don't have to worry about anyone it's trying to perfect. touch my camera. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little weird though. We, I, we didn't have a, a room out there, but uh, like the forward facing ocean view rooms are like right onto that deck. So if yeah. anyone is out there, like you could see right into the room. Right. So that was a little <laughs> awkward. But besides that, it was really nice. Yeah, definitely. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you? Definitely that beach in Bimini was really good. Really enjoyed that. Honestly, the going up to the Dunbar Falls was also really nice. The ship itself, I also really liked. I think it's like the perfect size. It's not too small, so there's plenty to do on it. You still have a ropes course. You still have mini golf. You still have some water slides and multiple pools. But at the same time, it's not, too big where like you're rushing to do everything mm-hmm. so i really think like that was like it was the perfect size ship you were never like too far away from the water i've been on ships with like 18 decks where it's like you, you feel too far up and you can't really see anything it was really the the perfect size ship as well would you after this experience doing three people in an inside room would you do it again yeah i'm looking to do a carnival celebration next winter uh when that comes out and, mm-hmm. and we're thinking of doing the same thing okay. um of doing like three people in, a, in an ocean view or, or maybe a balcony but I think the ocean views are actually a little bit bigger than the balconies, like interior space-wise. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Your final thoughts of Carnival Sunrise? Yeah, it's a really nice ship. I was really, really impressed with the ship itself. 
also this was a five night cruise. The last one I had done was four nights and I, I determined five nights is like the perfect amount of time. Four nights felt way too short. You didn't really have time to get into the cruise spirit. Five nights felt like you had, you know, just enough sea days, just enough port days. It really felt like you were getting away. So the size of the ship, the length of the trip, everything just worked out really, really well and was really relaxing. We got to do everything. It was just a really great trip. Very good. I've been talking with Scott about his five-night cruise on Carnival Sunrise over to Bimini and Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Scott, as always, my friend, great talking to you, and thanks for sharing this review. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a tip or a lead on a new story? Let us know. Email tips at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast, or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.